Hi there. Welcome back to the She Surrenders podcast. My name is Sherry, and this discussion is taking place in our sober circle. It's the first in a series we are doing called Sober for the Holidays. Whether you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or want to gain more confidence for yourself as you navigate through the next month, this series is for you. It's also a great source of information for you if someone you love is going through this for the first time. What can you do to be supportive through the season? Welcome back to the She Surrenders podcast. Well, Christmas 2021 is behind us, but we still have the new year to look forward to, and you can look forward to it. On this fourth and final episode in our Sober for the Holiday series, we're sharing our personal experiences of New Year's Eve's in our past. And believe me when I say that you can have a great New Year's Eve without drinking, but if it's your first, it might be a little tricky to navigate. I invite you to listen in on this discussion to help get you ready to welcome in 2022 your way. So when I think about New Year's Eve, I have a lot of good memories of New Year's Eve with my family when my kids were little and probably till they were, I don't know, young right before they were teenagers, we would go to a hotel with a bunch of families and there was a pool and you had to swim with the kids. Well, the dads always had to swim with the kids. You know, it's expected the women took care of the food, whatever. But my kids still talk about that. Like that was really fun. And there was drinking there, but the fun would have been the same whether the drinking was there or not you know, nobody was trashed or, you know, a bad example in front of the kids. And we had to be responsible because there was a lot of kids, but the kids grew up and, you know, we kind of quit doing that. So then we started getting together, you know, as couples and that's where I wrecked it. That's where, you know, those last three or four years that I was drinking every new year's Eve was a shit show. And, um, I either said something inappropriate or was mean to someone or passed out, you know, I'm, was not exactly the life of the party. And that's actually in my head who I thought I was, you know, like I can't be fun without alcohol. Well, I don't think anybody was looking at me as fun from like 2008 on. So, you know, there's that, but after that, when I did get sober um, and we, we just decided that we wanted to spend New Year's Eve, the two of us. And the first one, we went out for a really nice dinner together and we were actually um, in Orange Beach um, at our condo. And I remember that we went to bed before midnight and that felt really lame, but I didn't care. And cause I wanted to get up in the morning and I wanted to see the sunrise on the beach, but so we're in bed, but there's, there's a bar down the street and they were doing fireworks at midnight. So fell asleep, woke back up at midnight and we stood out on the balcony and watched the fireworks. And I thought to myself, if I was passed out, I wouldn't see this, not that fireworks are the be all and end all, but they're fun and they're celebratory and it just felt really, really fun. But then the next year, it, it, it was just kind of off. Like we were home. I, we didn't make a plan. 
And it was just kind of fell off. I felt jealous of anybody that was out. So, but now we typically do spend it alone and, and we're good with that. We, we like to stay home, you know, we'll do something special. I always plan a special meal. Like, you know, we've done crab legs and fondue. Neither one of them turned out very well. So we're probably going to do something different this year, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a good cook, but I can't cook crab legs. I, I did find that out and I'm probably going to get emails that say, what the world, why can't you, you know, it's so easy, but anyway, he's a steak guy anyway. So we'll probably put some good steaks on the grill and, um, some of our kids might even be here. There's a go blue, um, Michigan game that night. So, um, that's kind of our plan. It's turned into um, football night this year. So I'm kind of excited for it actually, but it took me a while to get there. And I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves about what new year's Eve is supposed to look like. And you don't need to do that. You, if this is your first year going into new year's Eve sober, I suggest that you think about things that you love to do and choose something from that list that brings you joy or that you could do with your spouse or a good friend. But if you're worried that you're not going to have fun at that party, but your friends are going to be mad if you go, just don't worry about that. Just don't go. Um, but there's, there's lots of options. And I feel like things have calmed down a little bit with COVID. Um, everybody was pretty much home last year on new year's Eve. There wasn't the party. So maybe this is kind of a blessing if it's your first year sober, because you have the opportunity to opt out and say, Hey, we really liked what we did last year, which was nothing. And, or we stayed home and that was great. So COVID might be your excuse. So anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Callie, what do you got for us? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we all think that someone else is having more fun than we are. We paint this picture in our head of, of what is going on around us. And, you know, part of it is as you age, you know, life just isn't quite the same, you know, as when you were young and there's a a little bit of mourning that goes with that, the aging process mourning like that part of your life is kind of over. Um, and there's mourning that goes on when you stop drinking, you mourn, you mourn what your life was, but when you really stop and think about it, it's like, was it really that fun? Because for me, the last few New Year's Eves um, before I quit drinking, I can remember, you know, the anticipation, making this big meal with friends. And just by the time, you know, midnight came around, I had had so much wine. It was just disgusting. And you know, it left it, it it left me feeling empty and sad and you know not very excited about a new year. You know, you kind of start the new year with shame. So mm-hmm. um there again, you know, you're adjusting to being sober. And you know, one thing you have to really concentrate on is not thinking about anyone but yourself protecting Mm -hmm. yourself and, um, and 
finding out what does make you happy because you know that the drinking didn't make you happy and it doesn't for a lot of people people can be out on new year's eve pretending that they're having fun but it's kind of a facade and um so you know i've had many sober events um that have been so much more fun and it's just going to take you some time to find that in yourself and so I agree. COVID is kind of a blessing in that, you know, it's allowing you a chance to do that, kind of have a more mellow New Year's Eve without feeling so Mm -hmm. uh, out there, you know. So what would be, or what is, what would be your, you've been sober a couple of years now. It'll be four in the spring. So this is your third New Year's Eve sober. What's your ideal New Year's Eve? I think uh, making, you know, a really nice meal, maybe playing cards or give a pool table, playing pool, um, watching movies. Um, And I'm assuming with people that you love, people that you love, you know, your family, you have a big family. Yeah, it's either with, you know, maybe some some of my sisters and their husbands or just my husband and I, you know, um, my daughter's getting a little older, so that wouldn't be something that would be fun for her. But, um, yeah. Well, when my kids got older, we also had to start supervising the parties. So there's that, too. There's a few years later. You know, home for that too. Yeah, and you gotta, gotta be, be the too. responsible adult. You gotta know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And Callie, you told me um, about a New Year's Eve when we were talking before we started recording, and um, this dish that you made. And I just want you to say it because <laughs> I didn't know what it is, and well, I am just dying to delve into. And I'm you know a couple Italian friends that are going to be like, I'm going to get a text right away with. How did you not know that? So you get to say it because I will slaughter it. Well, we did um, that. It was like an Irish pub. And so they they were on Irish time. And we went and saw my niece and nephew's uh, band play early. And then Mm -hmm. went back to my sister's and I had made a huge pot of Chiapino, which is (laughs) a seafood stew. And it's, um, I think it originated in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you can make it kind of however you like it with whatever you like in it. It's like a tomato based, um, seafood stew. And, um, I'll be, I'll be checking it out. This Dutch girl's going to figure it out. So (laughs) it won't be on new year's Eve because like I said, I've learned not to do new things on new year's Eve. Me too. Me too. So, well, thanks for sharing that Callie. And I think that's so encouraging. Um, And I think just from what I'm hearing, I, I, you didn't touch on that. Your first new year's Eve was horrible or anything like that. And mine wasn't. So the only thing I will say is, you know, you tend to just feel like a dork in the (laughs) beginning because you just associate, I don't know why, like we think that that's dorky, but um, 
how cool is it to be wasted and like passed out? Yeah. No. Um, it was, we're not it looks bad enough. Oh. We're not the people that can moderate our drinking, Mm-mm. no matter how many times we tell ourselves that, you know. And if it, I think of it this way too, if it wasn't pretty in my 30s, 40s. I can guarantee you it's not pretty in my fifties. It's that's not good. I mean, it never was good, but there's no excuse to be a woman in your fifties and doing that. I mean, unless you're actively addicted. So thanks Callie. Appreciate that very, very much. And we have Michelle up next. Michelle, what do you have to say about new year's Eve? Well, along with, you and Callie, my my first New Year's alcohol free was not horrible at all. Uh, it was uneventful. <laughs> it was very quiet and uneventful, and I was I was okay with that. I think uh, I also felt um, a bit dorky, uh, and I think it it took me some time to get my sea legs of sobriety and feeling more comfortable being a dork and being a cool dork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a cool the, dork. I'll give you that. The, I, I think I am a cool dork. You are a very cool dork. <laughs> so it, You're not a it, dork. Uh, I am a dork and I'm good with that. But <laughs> I I think again we continue to learn what is fun and as you two touched upon earlier with aging uh comes wisdom and also a bit of grieving in terms of maybe the the party girl days uh <laughs> glorifying maybe some of those Mm -hmm. new year's eve celebrations uh um i gotta say something there's probably pictures there are probably pictures because i have pictures pictures. i have like old school you know Mm -hmm. they were developed and yes i i just remember throwing a lot of them away from any event before anybody saw them so there's that but i was gonna say if you doubt if you wondered how you looked on new year's eve if that was Mm. good just there's some pictures so yeah anyway sorry i didn't interrupt you (laughs) i think i think there is a little bit of a morning um as we as we age, it's not a bad thing. And our, our, our definitions of, of fun, uh, with sobriety do change and it can, again, take a little time to figure out what is fun, whether it's on new year's Eve or a Friday night and, we can give ourselves some grace with, with that. Uh, so it doesn't have to necessarily be um, even making dinner at home with loved ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you don't even want to take it that far. Right. Um, 
Pizza yeah, especially if if it's maybe your your first or second <laughs> New Year's, you know, without the alcohol, it can it can mm-hmm. be whatever you you want it to be, and you can you can just give things a try. That's okay, and maybe it'll be disappointing. Maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised, and that's part of the discovery. Well, you told me that um, one of the things that you, um, you like to play games and everybody that knows me knows I don't play games. And I played games when I was drinking and I don't play games anymore. And it's not cause I can't, it's not fun for me if I'm not drinking, but really it kind of is. So my point was, is that you play games when you were drinking and you still love to play games. My point is if you didn't like doing something when you were drinking, you're definitely not going to like doing something when you're sober. Or if it's something you had to be drunk to do, you're not going to like it sober. And for me, that was games. Yeah. You know, you can't everybody drink wants to play it games. fun. You yeah, can't exactly. Drink it fun. You cannot drink it fun. And, you know, there's nothing that you can do to make it fun. But some people love games and you're one of them. And I think that's great. But, um, there's a lot of other examples besides games. You know, um, I was just thinking of, I used to think it was a really big deal to get dressed up and, and go out really fancy, but there was drinking. There was a lot mm-hmm. of drinking and that can still be fun. But the difference is, is I don't want to stay out all night. I have this yearning to get home and get in my PJs yes. and slippers and Afghan and, you know, queue up a movie there instead of in a theater or whatever. Um, and maybe that's a COVID thing too. I've turned into a real homebody and, um, I like comfort and all the things. So the idea of just putting on, putting on, I don't want to say putting on a show, but just getting all glammed up just to go out for dinner. I'd rather stay home and have dinner, you know? So so what do you do now on New Year's Eve, Michelle? Well, the past few years, uh, my husband and I have been um, spending time with his um, mom. Mm-hmm. And COVID has presented some, I guess you could say, maybe some limitations on going out which I, I think we all have been fine with. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have been getting dressed up and making a nice dinner. And uh, it usually ends up with some dancing and just a little bit of an impromptu dance party with uh, all generations. Which is yeah, you, fun. I think so, you name yeah, it does sound fun. And I think you name dropped uh, Frank Sinatra earlier. Frank, so there's some not, Frank Sinatra, and so there's music uh, aimed to please all age groups. But there is, mm. um, you know, quite a bit of big band, and uh, and there is, uh, I will say, there is alcohol um, served, and mm-hmm. I don't partake in it. And alcohol isn't the 
theme. It's not the focus. It's in the background, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's you're not been, playing quarter, you're not playing quarter bounce at your New Year's Eve dinner, right? right? That's how right. it becomes the theme, you know, <laughs> so that's not so, happening. And that's great. I love so it. It's there, but it's not the focus. Right. Uh, right. So it's been, it's been really nice. It's that's been, um, it's just been fun, family, uh, laughter for sure. Uh, yeah. we're lucky if we make it until midnight, um, <laughs> and that's all right too, but yep. it's pretty, it's mellow. It's mellow. Well, that's awesome. Well, sounds like you both have nice new, sounds like all three of us have nice new year's Eve. And, um, there's a lot of, if this is new to you or you're single or you're, you know, alone and you're like, I don't want to be alone on new year's Eve. And we did say that we probably all would have totally rolled our eyes had, you know, when we were told this, I probably did. There's a lot of sober events on New Year's Eve. If you are new to AA, they're just ask somebody in the group, what do you do on New Year's Eve? And you will be invited to a party and it yeah. will be fun. I guarantee. I don't know anybody who's gone to, uh, who has gone to an AA party on New Year's Eve and, and not had fun. So I would hear this. I have not been to one myself but I would hear this a lot and I was very skeptical, but apparently it's a true thing. So, um, and, and like Michelle said, there's actually, there's no rule that you have to stay up till midnight. You can treat it like any other night if you want to, and you just wake up and it's a new year. And speaking of waking up, my favorite thing, if you go to bed on time or you're just, you didn't party the night before you get to go out for breakfast before the rest of the world is even thinking about waking up and it's, it's fun. It's wonderful. And you don't wait in line and your, your French toast is warm and you know, all the things. So I value that. I value that kind of thing that we get up on time and have coffee and talk about the new year. And yeah, it's, it's a totally different, it's a total about face. This is not a, a little bit of change, especially for me. It is, a completely different thing. And that doesn't make me um, better than anyone else or worse than anyone else. It's just how it's important how you choose, you know, to spend that time. So yeah. And you get to start the new year with no regrets, no right. regrets. I did want to say here too, if you're, you know, been thinking about quitting drinking or, you know, this has got to happen and I remember being depressed because a whole nother year had gone by and I still had not quit drinking. And this was, you know, just setting myself out, setting myself up for these failures that New Year's Eve was going to be it. You know, I, I told myself that and I drank up till that moment and I didn't make it. I, there were some days I was drinking on New Year's Day just because I didn't feel good and, you know, thought that would fix it. And then so it was going to be like that next Monday you don't have to wait till the first to quit drinking the 27th, the 23rd, the, the, whatever, those are all good dates. Any day that, you know, it's time. Don't, don't wait because of what the calendar says. Yeah. So, and you get to start the new year, like I said, with no regrets. So, well, I think we covered 
um, quite a bit. And I hope that you, our listeners, um, that you heard something that might encourage you a little bit for New Year's Eve. And if you are absolutely dreading it and just don't want anything to do with it, don't. Just just go to bed really early and you'll wake up. New day. The world is done partying. So that's kind of my advice. So thank you, Callie and Michelle, for being here at the table tonight. And I just really appreciate the time that you guys put into this too, to share with others, to encourage others. So happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. (laughs) All right. We will see you soon back here for the She Surrenders podcast. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. 